Yo guys, welcome back to Unscripted Scripture. I'm Zach. I'm Jack. Yeah. How'd I do? Good job, man. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. That was my first time We're doing it. We're gonna be switching guys. it up now. Oh, now. are we? Yeah. Oh, I was good enough to do it another time. <laughs> well, here we are we'll, again. We'll hear from Abby. See if you're. Yeah. After <laughs> this, Abby's gonna tell me I'm not. Gonna do it. <laughs> but it's okay. I at least I have Jack's approval. <laughs> That's all I need in life is Jack's approval. Aww. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Too cheesy. Let's get uh, into the Bible. We are back in Lukey, and Luke. Jack. Who wrote Luke? Luke, Luke did. Luke wrote Luke. Luke. Wrote Who Luke. wrote Mark? Mark. Did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're good. We got it now. Um, but yeah. So we're here in Luke. We didn't go too far this time. Last time we were in like 22, 23. Yeah. 24. And now we are in seven. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, just in verse seven overall, a lot of stuff happens. But we're just gonna hit on the end of seven, which is talks about the. Um, Jesus getting anointed by the sinful woman. Yeah. This is uh, Luke seven thirty six through 50. Yep. Um, and this is a really, this is a really intense and passionate uh, story in Luke, but there's also variations of it that we'll touch on uh, from all the Gospels. Um, but this is the really, this is a profound one. Um, so we'll get right in. Mm-hmm. And Go in, for it. This is, uh, we're taking place, one of the Pharisees, has actually invited Jesus to have dinner with him, um, which is kind of unheard of. That's kind of like, I didn't know that that was the thing, you know? Yeah. Like, he's been kind of, like, teaching against the Pharisees and saying things against their law, and now this Pharisee's, like, inviting him into his home for dinner. Do you know why? Please enlighten me. Well, I think it was to prove Jesus wrong. Really? Yeah. I think so. Oh, I, he was, I think he definitely invited him to mock him. Wow. If you read the rest of it, we're going to get into it, but I think it was definitely he invited him over to kind of put Jesus down. Hmm. And Jesus was ready for it. Oh, he's like, yeah, he's Jesus, man. <laughs> he totally knew. Did he think he knew? Like, going in, he's like, this guy doesn't care. He's just like... Yeah. Like, he's yes. trying to bring me yes. down, and I'm yes. just going to... Yes, I think he definitely knew. Um. So the way that, the way that dinner... I heard this before but the way that um like dinners were set up back then was um the table was set almost in the middle of a almost like a lobby and people could see you like a courtyard and people could see you from the outside so they were sitting almost like in a courtyard like that your house had a almost like a courtyard the center of your house try to think like um like star wars you ever see the one star wars where Luke's like eating in his house, that's what I kind of mm-hmm. think of. But they're eating kind of outside, and there's like, I'm thinking of like railings, like the oh. whole house. So like servants and other people, like the poor people would come and watch, and like if there was any food left over, then they would like get it. If hmm. it was like a high, high people, like, was it like closed off? Rich people. Like, was it like? Do you think it was? I think it was open. People would just walk through. Yeah, because I think poor people would, then they would they would scrounge get the food. up yeah. stuff after. Wow, I didn't know that. I know. That's I cool. that's what I that it changed my whole thought process to this story. That does. That so changes my thinking. Maybe it too. will too for yours. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and that's really interesting. And actually, it probably plays into why this woman comes here in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, a woman in the town. 
and it says, who lived a simple life, learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house, so she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. Yep. So we can only think she's maybe a prostitute or... Yeah. It's just very washed maybe. up in sin. Yeah. Um, but having this perfume, that's, from what I've read, that's pretty expensive. Yeah. Like, this jar of perfume that she had is very expensive at this time. I heard it would take a year's amount of wages. That's what I heard, too. Yeah? Mm-hmm. We're hearing the same thing, guys. Maybe we're talking to each other. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, this is a story that I had talked, Abby and I have actually read about in our college oh, really? Christian group. Oh, nice. And that's, I didn't know this, it was titled this, and so I was reading it, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. We gotta hmm. do this for the podcast. But, um, yeah, like, I we talked there that, like, this is a very expensive perfume. Mm. And we're going to see why it's so, that's so significant. Um, in 38, it says, as she stood behind Jesus uh, at his feet wiping. So as he was about to enter the house or down for dinner, he was wiping his feet. Um, and she, mind you, she, like, she's here uninvited. Like, mm. She wasn't invited to this. And... Because no way a Pharisee would invite a, no. a woman known for sin right. to his house. And so she's there, standing behind Jesus. And, like, I can only imagine what's going through her mind when she's, like, waiting or, like, having the courage to, like, do what she's about to do. Hmm. You know, she's going to go and, like, give, just worship. Yeah. Him. Wow. But, like, standing behind him as she's entering, just, like, seeing the back of his head, about to wash his feet. And just all the thoughts and like her whole life pretty much just going through her head super fast her heart's probably racing and she begins to wet his feet with her tears and <laughs> yeah that's crazy in itself she but before that feet. the fact that this is where it makes it the woman so much more humbling is no one else did it like the servants would only do this to the highest of highs. So, or the Pharisee would only have, the owner of the house would only have the people do it to the highest of highs. So, the Pharisee was pretty, this is why I think Jesus, he was putting Jesus in his place, because he didn't have anyone do it. Because he would have, the owner of the house, being the owner of the house, for him to show that he respected Jesus, he would have had to. Mm, do it and if he would have done that then it would have shown that Jesus is powerful so I think that's why he didn't do it because so anyways no no one did it and she came around and she knew how powerful he was and she started crying and used her tears to wipe his feet (laughs) ah I mean, I don't know. She probably didn't plan it. Like, she probably didn't plan to cry over him. Hmm. But she probably went there. Yeah, you don't really plan to cry. No. I, I don't know. I don't plan to cry. Abby, can you cry on the spot? Oh, okay. maybe well, girls Abby's can't different. cry on the Abby, spot. Yeah, maybe whatever. maybe they can. Gosh, okay. Um, well, that she knew, but she knew who... She knew who he was, and she was going there just to see him and maybe, like, talk to him. Abby said yes, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I forgot for the you record. guys couldn't see her. <laughs> um, 
but she knew who he was and she went there knowing that and was probably gonna talk to him or something like that Mm -hmm. but then just broke down and like cried over him and she wiped she wiped her tears wiped his feet off with her hair and kissed his feet and then poured all of her perfume on them all her years earnings like okay say you save up for a car for a whole year everything you get for a year and then you're like here jesus have my car (laughs) or to someone like you're like i mean that's what we're supposed to do that's the whole point of the story Mm -hmm. is but like to show that she was able to give all of that when you think about it she's like dehumanizing herself too it's like she's putting herself lower than like dirt because she's using her hair to wipe his dirty feet because you know jesus has dirty feet man he's been walking for how long through every town and all the crap of capernaum and galilee and all this you know he's just he's dirty man and he doesn't care but she's like taking her hair Mm -hmm. and wiping his feet just like putting herself totally humbling herself to like the most extreme you can humble yourself and pouring her entire life savings like her entire livelihood on his feet and just because she worships him and she's giving him the glory yeah and then it gets into like the who was it Simon Mm -hmm. or the Pharisee who invited them saw he said to himself if this man were a prophet he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is that she is a sinner so he's saying that that woman's a sinner and and then Simon oh no Simon is the Pharisee yeah sorry yeah Jesus answered and said Simon I have something to tell you (laughs) (laughs) uh, he tells in this story he said um, so there's two people one owes one servant owes 50 and the other one owes 5,000 um, or 500. 500 it was 500 and neither of them have money to pay back and the head whoever they need to pay back said don't worry about it and then Jesus says who do you think is going to love the who's going to love the owner more and Simon said well obviously the one who owed the 500 and he said yeah exactly he said this woman has sinned more and she's going to love me more Mm. because I forgave her for all her sins than someone who sinned a little bit and he he like goes on to like ridicule Simon he says you didn't give me any water for my feet but she has wet my feet with her tears wiped them with her hair yep you didn't give me a kiss, but this woman, from the time I entered, has not stopped kissing my feet. Mm-hmm. And you did not put oil on my head. She has poured perfume on my feet. And that's when he says, her sins have been forgiven because her great love has shown. So, yeah, exactly. He puts Simon in his spot. Simon's yeah, whole plan of in his own house. him over. <laughs> his own house. Just, Jesus just calls him out on it. Yeah. He says dude you didn't take care of me at all you didn't think I was high you didn't think I was power and she has not stopped 
loving me, kissing mm-hmm. my feet, um, serving me since the time we've got in your house. Your yeah. house. Yeah. And she's forgiven. Like, she... No matter how great her sins were, God forgave her. Yep, he for says... every single one. Your like, sins are forgiven. Just as easy as and that. And the other guests are questioning, like, they're like, who is this man that's forgiving sin? Mm. Like, that's how Jesus' name is continuing to spread. And then he's just totally just looking and focusing on this woman. And he's like, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. And probably, yeah, put, put Simon in his place for sure, man. But... This story, like this example of uh, humility, is evident in each gospel. And in John, it's uh, John 12. Yeah. It's six days before the Passover, and it's actually Mary um, who does the same thing. Hmm. Uh, Mary takes a pint of pure nard, which I know is expensive perfume. She pours it on his feet and wipes his feet with her hair. And. Judas, actually, the one who betrays Jesus, says uh, he, like, ridicules um, Mary and says, why why wasn't this perfume sold and did, and the money given to the poor? Because of the year's wages. Why are you just pouring it on Jesus' feet? You're wasting the whole thing. Um, and Jesus is like, no, leave her alone. Um, she was supposed to save it, and he says, you will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. See, that is crazy. Like, there again, okay, Jesus is so right. He's always going to be right. Like, but yeah. I would be right there with the disciples. I'd be like, they're, they're, it's not like they're trying to do the wrong thing here. They're trying to do the right thing. Kind of like in school when um, that smart kid always raises his hand and tries to say it before the teacher or blurts it out before the teacher. Mm-hmm. But the teacher's like, no, you're wrong. Like, <laughs> I... Uh, time and time again, I say, like, I would, it would be hard to be a disciple because every time they try to do something right, Jesus is like, no, you're wrong. And I say that time and time again, but, like, there it is. Like, mm-hmm. Jesus teaches them. Well, that's the whole reason these whole chapters yeah, yeah, is teaching how they should be living once he's gone. Mm-hmm. It's a demonstration, like, he's using this woman as an example of, like, how we should be acting to God every day. Like, how we should be humbling ourselves before him and the giving him everything we have. Every possession, every expense, like, everything we've earned is to glorify him. And so, like, Francis Chan, I love, I love Francis Chan, and he talks about, like, he gives half of everything he earns yearly mm. to charity to the poor. Because he believes, like, I have to. Hmm. Like, I have to. Because God commands that. He, he tells me to give to the poor. Yeah. I'm, like, giving to those that are less fortunate. If I am holding it on to myself, then I'm selfish. Like, who am I to who am I to keep more than I have? Like, have to. Um, and it's exactly like Mary and this woman uh, do the same thing. And in Mark and Matthew, the same thing happens. Like, um... I don't know if I don't know specifically like we don't know if this is talking about Mary or talking about a woman or it's a completely different story, but it repeats again that a woman comes with an alabaster jar two days before Passover. Um, it might be it probably it sounds different than Mary. So what it seems like is that the sinful woman does it, Mary does it, 
And then four days later, another woman does it. Really? Yeah. Huh. And then it says, she comes and in the home of Simon the leper, where Jesus was, uh, a man he cured of leprosy. Yeah. Woman comes with a jar. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. And again, the disciples say, this is a waste of perfume. And then Jesus says, truly, I tell you that wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. So that's what you were saying about, yeah. like, what she's doing <clears throat> right now is going to be taught in the gospels and in mm-hmm. each gospel. And it's um, it's that message of, like, obedience and just, like, laying yourself out. Yeah, Humility. everything you got. Yeah. Humility, like, servanthood to God. Just, like, showing how unworthy and undeserving you are of his forgiveness and his love and um, like in the midst of his power and I think this story is like so under talked about and it's like we just kind of roll over it in the gospels but it's yeah. here four times for a reason <laughs> you know it's in each book for a reason yeah so I really like it and I think it's pretty cool yeah that's good yeah the four different well I guess it's three because Matthew and Martha are they're similar, similar yeah stories yeah it's very similar and i would encourage like i would encourage you guys to read more in these gospels and like would really stress the p- importance even if you're a believer for a long time the importance of realigning yourself with the gospels every day and like teaching yourself the gospel again and again and again um because you learn new things every mm-hmm. time um and for new believers like starting in john and just understanding who Jesus was from John the Baptist and from people before him and like what he stands for and what his coming meant at this time like it'll help you to understand him and his love for you yeah that's I we'll, we'll end it there put it at that <laughs> sounds good yeah thank you again yeah guys have a good week we'll see you next week peace bye